and welcome to a brand new episode of Any Sportscast with Ricky and Larry. As always, as always, Ricky joins here. Always, we are here. What's going on, Rick? How you been? Yeah. I'll... How's the week gone for good, you? Good, man. Good, good. It's been all right. It's been good. A bit boring week, obviously, with no football, then. But it's just, it's just international break. I'm always the same when it's international break. I'm just like meh. Yeah, not just, really interesting. Just count down the really days to the Prem started on the first. Yes. And what are games are going to start as well, by the way, to kick us off. But it's, we'll get into that. We're, we're definitely going to have, uh, obviously, a dedicated podcast closer to the time for that because it, I think it deserves it. You know, we've got the last yeah, 10 games, 11 games. We've got to make some predictions for the rest of the season who may win, who may not win, all that kind of good stuff. So just stick around. Any sportscast, that's what we do. But that's going to be in a week's time. So, yeah. Um, but no, look, you're right. You know, international week. What the hell? Is it necessary at this point in the yeah, season? Just, just let shit. it crack on. The thing is, if you yeah. let it crack on, the season will finish earlier. Then you can do your two weeks internationals. And then they can go on their breaks. Like, why don't you just do that? Yeah, why I think as well. Like, what literally what they need to do is, like you say, let the fe- season finish early. Then just go and have like a little mini tournament to qualify for the major tournament. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, do you know what I mean? That's like get the teams together. Whoever wins their groups, okay, you're going to be there. Whoever comes third, right? You guys have got a knockout phase, and just do that for two weeks, ra- rather than these two week breaks mid season. It's just like, oh no, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm against it. That's I'm a month. It. That's a month, right? That's a month worth of like international football during one season. Or am I am I wrong? Is it longer? Well, yeah, yeah. From uh, two weeks. Is so it, what? The next two ones are around October. So yeah, I think so. Like I think it's about two, a month, a month and a little bit. Two two weeks. Two, or two, like two weeks, yes. yeah, so roughly about so a month. About or give or take weeks, a month. Yeah. See a month, right? So the Premier League doesn't finish in in May. It finishes in April. Then in May they can do their like they can do what they want to do. Yeah. Just let the season go. Let them crack on. Whatever. Look, that's but higher powers we do not get paid enough to do any of that strategic no, no. stuff so but yeah did you watch any of the England match? Um, 20 minutes of this England versus Ukraine yeah and uh, I, I switched it off because I looked at I saw the lineup obviously we watched it because my daughter loves singing God Save the King yeah of course and she's like always calling me over daddy daddy <laughs> they're doing God Save the King are you singing so like, yes. well? yeah, yeah 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 we've been singing it with a, we kind of embraced that moment the national anthem and then I looked at the lineup and I saw Jude Bellingham what's his other name Jordan Henderson and yeah. Declan Rice and I was like why is he playing with these mandems? Like Jude Bellingham's a sentiment doesn't matter if he's trying to play him as a 10 I just yeah. did not understand why this I know it's a qualification game and it's an important game, but play with two up the top. Go give Ivan Tony and Harry Kane a run yeah. together. Just against play a four four two. Against a Ukraine team who are just gonna sit back. And that's why I didn't understand if to me felt although yeah, they won, what was it, two nil, two one? What did they win? Yeah, two nil, two nil. Two nil. They won two nil, got the job done fair enough, but just like you'd want to hope more. Uh, I was driving after the match and on talk sport they were talking about how boring the second half was. And uh yeah. A meme popped up on my phone where Harry Redknapp before talks about how excited he is for the Prem to be back. And he's mentioning how he just could not believe England are playing against some team like Malta. I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. And number 18 works at a checkout on a weekend, but he just got together to, and he's just thinking, why? And he just turns it off. Yeah, like a San Marino team, team isn't it? Stuff like, like that, why, yeah. Why just why like you think to yourself, what, like, what is going on yeah. there? Yeah. And it, another thing is as well is, yeah, we look amazing. We as England look amazing at like against Italy. Okay, we won 2-1, two, 2-0, two, whatever it was. Two Again, one, okay, you yeah. can tell by my lack of understand, lack of knowledge on the results how much I care about it but 
it always comes to the most important bit is the tournament. I shared a meme on the group, Harry Kane. How many goals? Nothing. I'm only was 22. More goals at 29. Still won nothing apart from a Naudi Cup. Yeah, and you think to yourself, like, I don't, even think I don't want to call them failures, but it's not, if you don't win, it's Spursy again. Yeah, definitely not a failure, but it's, I think he's made some wrong decisions in his career, to be fair. I think I agree. He, he should have left. The, he probably had the fantasy or the dream that, you know, he was the one going to that's going to win Tottenham the the first Premier League in ever. You know what I mean? Or like yeah, major, yeah. major Cup. But unfortunately, you know, the Spurgeon syndrome is strong. <laughs> he would have been immortal. If that had happened, he would have been immortal. But for that, Eden Hazard goal on the year that Leicester won it and we drew 2-2 against Spurs. Yeah, that, yeah. That's like that. And then you've got to realise, okay, you go to a Champions League final and you don't win that neither. Then you go to a Carabao Cup final and your president sacks of whatever you want to call them, president, CEO, whatever Daniel Levy is, uh, sacks uh, the manager who's won the most trophies, but not most trophies, but a winning manager in Jose Mourinho six days prior to your final. You've got to think to yourself, what's the mentality of this club and do I want to continue to end my career here? Because that's all he'll be remembered for. He'll be remembered for not winning anything. It doesn't matter how many records he breaks. For me, you've got to win something. Like, you can't tell your have kids, to, yeah, you have I've scored 700 goals. Oh, where's your medals, Granddad? Well, here's this Audi Cup one that we won in Asia when we were touring. <laughs> there was a team called Spurs, Tottenham Hot Spurs, one time, but uh, obviously they're defunct now because, you know, they went bankrupt because they didn't win shit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, so. What team did you play for? Oh, well, it was a team, like you yeah. said, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Had to fall. It doesn't exist. There's only one team in North London. So anyway, uh, <laughs> moving get on. Get that from, in there, get that in there. Get out in there. But look, he, fair enough to him, he, you know he's broken the record for most England goals like he's, like like we said but at the end of the day at the end of the day it's it's just a waste and yeah just a Spurgeon thing to do yeah but I do have to talk about Saka though because like you know he was in the first half by the way the first half against Ukraine I watched I watched today, yeah. Yeah, today's match I watched that like again first half only because <laughs> like me you've got better things to do yeah I've got you know busy afternoons and stuff so but I watched that Saka was lively he obviously you know he assisted he scored you can't can't ask for any more than that you know in a an important-ish game well it's an important game isn't it because it's a qualifier so. it's a qualifier yeah and so it's an important game so you know fair dues to him Ukraine they didn't really offer anything Zinchenko does Zinchenko things like you know with his passing but he doesn't have the players there to to sort of reciprocate, you know what I mean, to, to receive those no, passes and, no. and that brain. I watch Mudrick. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what, what and, how, and why is he, was he worth that much? Like, I just cannot understand. This guy cannot make a pass. And look, in, in a Chelsea team, we've said it, we've given him the benefit of the doubt. It's like, all right, new team, new league, blah, 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 more intensity. But he's playing in an international game. He's played there before with the same players. You know mm. what I mean? And and he still can't receive a pass. Like I saw him a couple of times. He just could not receive a pass just outside the box. Could have been in. Could have done something special. Just couldn't receive it. And I laughed. I genuinely laughed because he's worth that much money. And it feels like so far, I said it on the group, didn't I? I said, you know, so far it feels like we've dodged a bullet. Yeah, you put it on the chat. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just feels that way. 
maybe he's going to be great next season and I'm going to be the one who goes, do you know what? Madrid was brilliant. Like, how do you know? I backed him all the time. I backed him the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you know? I knew he was going to be, yeah. But, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, it's yeah, it was it was a bit disappointing to see, to be fair. Like, you know, yeah, no. I think on that team as well, watch, like I say, like you, I watched that 20 minutes. I don't even think I called the... No, I didn't watch the goals. So, I don't even know when they scored. I think it was... But, uh, let me let me just let me just check because again it was thirty seventh and fortieth minute. So you yeah, so I gave up way before then, and it was just a poor game. Like yeah. looked like everything that Ukraine were doing was trying to keep the ball, and I, I got the feeling that they were trying to just slow the game down to kind of run the clock down and get a point. Yeah. Their fans were amazing. I saw that at the beginning when they were jumping up doing the kind of that sort of German Italian where they kind of arms linked yeah, in yeah, top yeah. of each other's shoulder and just bounce up and down. That looked fantastic. But yeah, it was just a slow game. England struggled to break down. A couple of minutes, I saw Ben Chilwell trying to get up top and put a ball in, but whoever was left wing, Chilwell was lively, was, by the way. Chilwell, Chilwell was, was lively, lively, but Madison, every time Madison got the ball, he wanted to cut inside. So yeah. then automatically, we're playing with two tens because Bellingham was a 10. Bellingham was and doing so exactly was Chil- that job, yeah. So was Madison. And I was like, now what's happening? If he needs somebody else, so Chile can kind of overlap. Yeah. And that's where I think we missed the trick. But yeah, like I said, with these little things in the first half, I was just like, now. But Ukraine were just poor. They wanted to keep the ball. Okay, some of them tried to pass, but they didn't have the players around them. They just didn't have the quality. Let's, the quality at all there was no out ball for Ukraine right. as well every time the ball got forward it came back straight away the big boy at the top whatever his name was who was trying to be centre forward a couple of times he was like left wing and him and Modric were in the same yeah, yeah him and Modric were in the same position and then like I could see players on the pitch arguing with each other saying like what are you doing get in your yeah. position yeah. so yeah so it's it's it, it's one of those things you just that's for me it was just like nah and in regard to Modric like yeah we've said it a couple of times is he needing to settle in the prem is what's going on but you're right in the national team he's played there before yes, he knows yes, these yes. guys what could it be what, what's causing him to maybe like you know and people was, a lot smarter than I have made the decision to pay 100 million so now we need to know why have they paid that much well, basically we need to see it so and he was he was subbed off as well like, or was he taken off he was subbed off and like I mean look it, it doesn't it's, mean much but it doesn't really fill you with confidence with like for a player like we said like we just said yeah, you know, yeah. who's meant to be this you know, up and up and coming. Like, at least show me some glimpses. If you're taken off in the 80th minute because you've shown some glimpses, that's fine. You know, what mm, I mean? whatever. Mm. But if you haven't done any, yeah, it's it was disappointing, disappointing to watch from him. But like I said, for Saka, yeah. I was, you know, I was shit. Like, I'm glad they play for my team. That's that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> he's such a great player. Like, no, he's a know, fantastic footballer, Saka. He, he took that, nice, again. I didn't watch anything, but like, he took a nice shot from the, the he took a nice shot from outside the box. Um, sort of like you know, stepping to his left, curled it in just from outside the box, and it was pretty decent. But yeah, again, it was a Ukraine team that it seemed like they haven't trained together for a while or something because of something that's gone on. You know, I'd, well, even if weird, they were to train, where are they going to train? Because it's not, not like exactly. they're going to travel back to Ukraine not to exactly. do training. No, so seemed, where are they training? <laughs> no, it seems like there's something going on that has you know stopped them from training. I feel so like I, even before it, the match, there's a lot of things around the war now. Every time Ukraine play, but there seems to be a documentary with the president. Every time Ukraine uh, facing anybody is like, no, yeah. No, so there was no, like, no I, think I caught it on before. Because I was like, right, let's have a look here. Let's see what's, what the commentary's saying. Uh, I saw the lineup. Obviously, Luke Shaw couldn't play. So I was like, Chilwell needs to start. Possibly yeah. place Conor Gallagher in a 10 as well. Chilwell needs to start from, from now on, by the way. Like, no, I thought he was fantastic. Shot, yeah, like, yeah, again, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. And the 20 was, minutes that I saw, I can't really make the full judgment on. First half, at least, but it was, yeah. 
I feel like with Ukraine, everything is overshadowed. The war is overshadowing anything an athlete from Ukraine does, either the national team or individual athletes in other sports. Everything comes back to how do you feel? Tell us a sub story. That I'm, listen, it's incredibly sad what's going on there, and hopefully peace is resolved soon. But I feel like everything else overshadows the athlete's achievements or the athlete's ability uh, for that sporting event. So today they were talking about Bear Grylls. It felt like the commentators for the sport were more interested on Bear Grylls doing an interview and a documentary series with President, uh, what's his name, Zelensky. Yeah, I'm just shaking my head right now. Like, I can tell, yeah. Like, that can't it's see. football. Yeah, like, yeah. It's football. No, like, let's focus on what they achieved. We understand what they've gone through. We understand what they're having to go through each day. But, you know, like at the end of the day, we're talking about football to so try to give the team some spirit, live in the present. What's going on back home for you guys is incredibly sad, but you know, you're here to try and do a job and qualify, give the fans home anyway. There's something to cheer about. It's a case of but, like, you know, the fans turned up, but the team didn't type of thing. So, that's, the yeah. fans were there, but the team, like you yeah. say, yeah, they didn't. Cause that, and another thing is every time each player gets interviewed, like I saw the interview with, what's your boy what's his name uh, Zinchenko and all he kept talking about bless him and listen it's sad obviously we know all about this as well it's you know we've got family back home the circumstances are not ideal some people don't want to leave and rightly so it's their land but at the end of the day you want to talk to him about the incredible season he's having Arsenal what impact is that going to have on the national team does he feel comfortable playing in centre midfield not how do you feel about what Putin's done to Ukraine like you know it's been going on for three years now I assume two years three years how long has it been going on for so we all know what Putin has done to Ukraine. It's just past a year, to be fair. So <laughs> just past a year. So well, yeah, exactly. But it feels all the time, and I'm not against it. I'm not trying to be like, oh, he's good or anything. I don't condone any of it. I'm just saying, in terms of sport, ask the question so these players can be prepared for the event ahead, rather than reflect on what is going on. So they automatically, in that sort of negative psychological state, thinking, feel sorry for me. How sad. So these are the things that I've always feel like it's something is just, yeah, personally, like I said earlier, it should more or less focus around you're doing really well for Arsenal. Can you transit, can you transfer the form you're having for Arsenal into the national team? Do you think as the captain, the players can achieve anything? Actual do you think you can go questions. somewhere? Yeah, like nothing, questions, yeah. nothing else to do with. But anyway, yeah, that's it's, it's difficult to touch on this because of the cancel culture, but that's currently how I feel because I felt no, like they no, were no. defeated before they even started. Yeah, yeah I mean, one thing, like I said, it's that's the only that thing I can put. It seemed exactly. that way to be fair. So, yeah, you can't, in a way, you can't blame them. But at the same time, you know, if if they're at that sort of state, if you will, then why play the game at all? You know, like I said, just that's it, yeah. something yeah. else to help your situation rather than play this football game, which, you know, people are like, oh, well, that helps the spirit and all that stuff. Yeah, okay, spirit. But, you know, like, let's be real about it. You know, spirit ain't going to build a building. So, yeah, you know, it's, that's it's, it. it's one of those situations. But well, it's going to build up spirit of competing, but then if you don't win and put a performance in, it's very quickly going to knock the spirits down again. Straight away, straight so away. Is, then you've got to question whether the spirits are going to be at that level that they were at, or they're going to be knocked further down after a 2 0 defeat and so on and so forth like for me now the spirits are down if they didn't play I'd be like I understand why they're not playing because of what's going on if they play and get beat I'm like and then I listen to all that pre-match analysis which has got nothing to do with footballers everything is to do with the war then you think oh well you know this and that they always bring it back to that everything comes back to that yeah it's not ideal for for any of us really so I don't really have much to say on the Ukraine game nor the Italy game but I do want to say that you know uh, Luke Shaw is is a dirty player sometimes. 
I saw he's what he did. Player. I saw that because I heard about that and I quickly Googled what he had done. He's a dirty that was a dirty challenge. That was unnecessary. Unnecessary. There were two one up at this point. Like you don't need to do that. Just have mm-hmm. some self control. But no, that was that was something that I wanted just to quickly touch on because no, I, I don't accept that from from an international player. And yet again, Southgate opts with you know Pickford, Shaw, Maguire, Stones, and Kyle Walker. Like you know, fair enough the the last two, but. The first three, like, you know, Pickford, Maguire and Shaw, like, you know, you got Chilwell sat on the bench and see what... He's he loyal, isn't he? He's loyal. He's too loyal to these players. Madison got interviewed as well, and he was on Talk Sport. They were talking about him playing again, and he said, like, I'm glad I made it into the team. We know Gareth is loyal. Now, I was like, oh, should you maybe have said that or not? Because that's probably not going to result in you being picked again. Because he just like to be... play that well as well. Yeah. You know? It's, it's yeah. kind of like, a, you know, but, maybe don't... The hand he, he said he said what everybody's thinking he's loyal to the players that he's always picked uh, Harry Maguire uh, Calvin Phillips who played in, in Italy he played apparently he played Calvin Phillips did he feature in the madness in itself really it's madness yeah, in itself and I, I can't believe it but it is what it is it's, it's these kind of things where you win these little competition against these teams and then you go to a championship and you play against France and then you put these players on then these players get exposed so I don't know what has happened between him and Ben White or England no, camp and Ben White, but Ben White really needs to be on that team. Yeah, yeah I think I think so as well for that, for, especially for that right back role. You know, Walker does his thing, but even even Pep's looking to replace him. You know, because he's he's just becoming stale. He's a liability. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like becoming stale, and again, it's similar with Luke Shaw as well, as he's proven himself. Yeah, um, yeah. he was having a decent match, like, but then he goes and does that type of shit. So you know, again, it's that's why I'm not really that interested in the England squad right now and same as you probably it's the fact that the same team and we know what football we're going to expect it doesn't matter who's in the mid in the midfield yeah no, I agree 100% makes no difference obviously you know Tony Grealish that they, they made an appearance by the end but again as in a game against Ukraine don't you want to be like testing those players out properly like it's a proper European game why not put Harry Kane on you know second half for example it's it's yeah, there's the certain yeah, things yeah. that he should be doing differently where it just keeps the opponent guessing because now they're like, oh, Maguire's in the field. Especially uh, in at 2 nil up, isn't it? Especially at 2 nil up, you can change it around a little bit to test these players in a champ, in a, what's what I'm looking for, in a game that actually means something rather yeah. than a, competitive, a pointless, yeah. friendly, yeah. competitive. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. A competitive game like against Ukraine rather than a friendly, which is probably going to happen soon against, I don't know, Moldova or no disrespect to Moldova or San Marino or, you know these yes, the these nations are not team. really these nations are not really known for their incredible football, are they? So, no, 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 so no. this is the thing. So there's no point then putting on an Ivan Tony then for, to score seven eight goals. That gives you literally nothing when he's playing against amateur footballers no. or semi pro footballers. It just tell, doesn't tell you anything. And again, today was the day. Doesn't fill him up with confidence either, and that's that's the issue. So and then then obviously it's like, well, okay, I've been picked for the England team, but how much is going to be sat on the bench when I could just be yeah, playing when this the, game against exactly. Ukraine? It's, it's craziness, but um, I didn't again not really interested that much. But uh, what was it? Iceland won seven nil. By the way, just I saw that. Again, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Fair enough. It's you know happy days. They came, they conquered that type of stuff, and uh, nice to see. And San Marino only lost by two, which is probably a record in itself. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> San Marino, the team that get whipped all the time everywhere they go. So. Um, but yeah, I like. Well, I think the surprising victory is Kazakhstan beating Denmark. Denmark, yeah, three uh, two, yeah, 3-2, yeah, hundred and fifteenth, hundred fifteenth in the world. Wow, 
with 10 men, but, but that, that came after the third goal. So, you know. Yeah, 10 men was like 96 yeah. minutes or something. It's probably a dirty challenge to slow someone down. Just, you know, elbowed someone in the face or something like that. But 3 2 against Denmark, that's that's got to be embarrassing. Let's just, can we just have a look at the lineup real quick of Denmark? Um, Schmeichel in goal. Schmeichel in goal. God damn. He's still playing. <laughs> Norgard, Hoiberg, Damsgaard. And I don't really care. Oh, Pierre's in there. Spurs. Yeah, so yeah, at least some make like, some proper elite experience, but you can't beat by Kazakhstan. What is happening? What is happening? Yeah, it's just like. And Portugal won six 0 So I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I saw Portugal winning six 0 And tomorrow, obviously, is a big game as well. Tomorrow night, Poland Albania. Yes, yes, we're going to be watching that. Well, that's it. I'm going to be watching that. I'll watch a little bit. If it gets boring, then I'm not going to watch that. But I'll yeah, maybe probably be the manager in Silvino. So, you know, that should yes. be interesting. Should see be, what happens. See yeah, what happens. Should be interesting. Hopefully, bring some decent football to it. But, uh, yeah, anything anything else you want to add when you were In terms of nationals, not really, mate. Like I said, for me personally, I believe like the Premier League should just run through yeah. and then automatically, in the end, have a competition where these games are happening every three weeks, have a month of European qualifying. And then go from there. Every summer, then you have a competition. Yeah, I think that that's. I I genuinely think that's a great idea. To be fair, so yeah, people, let us know if you want to start a petition about it. We'll do it. Just think uh, about it. Even if it's for the World Cup, it's never sort of England, Brazil, or anything. It's always like European teams against each other for the World Cup. Then it's sort of South American, North American teams, African teams, etc. Each continent sort of seems to have their own. uh, their own players or their own competition for it so just do that in a month just do that in one month's time television rights I'm sure like we'll all get to watch Argentina Brazil trying to qualify that'd be amazing that'd be amazing do you know what I mean yeah. so I don't even need to watch a World Cup just watch that yeah, all the time yeah just make it if, if anything make it like a big league same yeah. thing like they are now with seven seven groups just play that for a month they just need to make it more elite to be honest because it's just not enough eliteness about the world cup no, you know no. what I, mean? I don't know what it is it's lost it's trying to be all, inclusive yeah. isn't it it's trying to include everybody in each part of the world but at the end of the day like you will end up losing uh, audience you'll lose spectators when you're watching teams who are not at the elite level competing yeah. against teams who are at the elite level which is you know it it you know yeah but like obviously that's why they have the qualifications and stuff you know for for that to not happen but if you involve, like you said, if you involve everyone, then at least a few of those teams are going to make it through. Like you know, yeah, so, some will go through. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, it's, that's it's, it. It's, I, I agree. I totally agree. It's like watching that first game, Qatar versus whoever we watched, and we're like, "What are we watching? No, it why are we wasting Qatar Ecuador? I think it was, and they got beat two 0 or three 0 and we're like, "Why are we even watching this?" Yeah, no, that was that was not good. Let's not let's not go through that again, please. But each competition becomes becomes exciting towards the knockout phase. Say with Champions League, when you're watching some teams, you're like, "Who's playing?" Yeah, and like you just have the World Cup instead of a month you have it for like two weeks and that's yeah, only the knockout stage. <laughs> knockout stages the rest of the games can happen like you know periodically but uh, yeah we'll, we'll have to yeah. overhaul international football real quick as well Thomas Tuchel on football yes TT TT making over Bayern um, it's be weird if it's going to be a Chelsea Bayern in the final it's going to be we won't be Chelsea Bayern if Chelsea win it'll be Chelsea Bayern semi Oof. so like a very tough route for Chelsea to get to the final Real Madrid and then City or Bayern in the semis even better even I know it's going to be interesting if you, look he, he'll get, he, regardless he'll get a good reception no matter what happens he'll get a very good because he's loved by fans he's not only loved by me but he's loved by fans in that short period of time it's the way he carried himself and I think he'll do amazing things at Bayern as well because he's a top top manager if the players buy into what he's selling, 
then he'll be well you saw you saw yourself what happened that first time he came he transformed the team okay he took a couple of results a couple of nil nails one ones but he transformed the team into playing a certain style that and he what i liked about him is we will build a team that everyone's going to be afraid of to play to play against and we were missing that striker he thought lukaku was his answer he Initially, you're like, oh, get in. What he did to Pablo Mari, the Arsenal game, you know, I think we yeah, won 3-1 yeah. or 2-1, I think, 3-1, yeah, something yeah, like that. I don't that. even want to talk about it. But yeah. No, no, I know, but like, I mean, in did. terms of just Lukaku, just he kind did, of yeah, like he was, he was, yeah. stepping back on it, looking at it, you think like, that was a beast. Oh my God, what's Chelsea bought here? 100 yeah. million, looks really cheap. And Everyone then that thought, interview comes out yeah. and you're like, oh. Everyone thought that Chelsea were going to win the league. Yeah, but we were five points clear. Yeah. We were five points clear at that time. When we played Arsenal, we were literally five points clear. And you dropped that. And then he dropped the interview and then all of a sudden Chilwell and Reese James got injured and we just started dropping down the league. And yeah. then I think we struggled to make top four and scrape by. Yeah, it, it I know we finished third. It wasn't it wasn't the best, obviously, what it could have been really what could have been, but down to one player. So. It's, it's it's that, and it's the fact that we played and we, he reached each final. Fair enough, he didn't reach Champions League final, but FA Cup and Carabao Cup, we were in both finals, lost on penalties or lost like, like, penalties. I think we lost to both to yeah. Liverpool yeah, on penalties. Did, did. Yeah. And even the, the penalties the went all the way to the keepers. Yeah, yeah it went all the way to <laughs> the keepers. And kept missing. Yeah. Like it's just things like that. Like they're not down to the manager when it's penalties. No, but no, definitely not. You, you can only do so much as a manager. Can only do so much exactly. And for me, like like I've praised him. I've echoed how what I feel about him all the time, and I think. Yeah, I would love to have seen him back at Chelsea, but you know, wish him all the best and hopefully we beat him in the semis. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> get past Real first, I know. Let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about that first and then uh, then you can get to, to actually beating Bayern. But look, um, obviously, it was going to be a short pod anyway because we don't, there's not really much going on, even in F1 news as well. I'm just, you know, I haven't seen anything. That, that's worthy but obviously we've got the F1 coming back on the, now, on the weekend the, yes and but I wanted to touch very quickly on Verstappen's dad yeah, yeah. not celebrating when Checo went up to the team yeah, and how, the that, was yeah. that was dirty that was that reminded me of the same time as when I watched the interview with is it Debris over Yuki who said like I'm just that I got that same feeling that same emotion where you think like you prick he was a nobody during his racing days he was a nobody he's trying to live his glory days through his son through his son yeah and that's why he's pushing him so hard that's why he's always like you know oh second that's why Max is the way he is because of sorry because of his dad and like you said who was Verstappen like if I remember correctly he was always like in the 18th 19th position yeah 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 I don't remember him doing anything but I remember his name but that's as far as it goes so yeah yeah Yeah. goes with that but uh yeah like i couldn't believe that that was especially especially you know with the with with a team the guy was next to him and he's got like stone cold face looking forward and i'm thinking like he's just a prick like such a prick move because hamilton's dad even shook his hand shook max's hand when verstappen won controversially in saudi that time yeah yeah uh, I can't remember his, Dhabi, I don't know his yeah. dad's name yeah Abu Dhabi sorry his dad's name but he walked up to him and shook his hand and kind of congratulated him yeah. do you see that like when I they made the comparison that. between it and you think I was near the trailers I saw that yeah that was yeah. that was pretty that was pretty good of him to be fair but you know anyway look Abu Dhabi 2021 was just a crazy thing That's yeah it's gone it's gone yeah, crazy year all around but I think I've got a feeling that it's probably peaked it, like it peaked, F1 peaked in 2021. Now it's just going to go down the route of like one team winning it for the rest mm. for the mm. rest of the five seasons or until the rule yeah, change five, in six seasons. Yeah, yeah. So in 2026 rules until Audi join. So yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. But uh, I just, I, obviously, just quick thing on Ferrari. By the way, like I've, I've been listening, I've been reading some stuff on Ferrari, and these guys are having some interior, like internal war, like a civil war. Honestly, I think 
there's something to do with the owner that's you know he's just taken over and he's getting too involved in the f1 team and yeah it's not really going that great and remember i was we were talking about on the on the last podcast yeah, 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 uh, yeah. laura mickis honestly when i when i heard it on someone like a professional say it i was like oh that's so good because i, I don't feel like it's it now like I, I kind of know what i'm talking about a little bit but yeah it's it, there's something going on there with ferrari because it just seems like you know they're going to go right down the right down the uh, right down the order picking order yeah. yeah and it's just how do you go from last season to this it's it's incredible. Well, it's, they've got to be careful because look at McLaren. They were they were where they were, and now where are they now? Like a decade later, where's McLaren now? Yeah, it's, it, they haven't been so. themselves. They haven't yeah. been exactly. So it's very easy once you fall down. It's very difficult to kind of find that second two seconds again to try and catch up with a big boy. So either you stay consistently at the top and invest well, and you employ the so, right people, so. or alternatively, you could face yourself having a mounted to climb to get back to third. Yeah, in the because that's all they're hoping for. Because I know they can't compete with Red Bull, which in itself is a sad thing to say. Because you know, McLaren, Ferrari, historic teams, they can't compete yeah, with Red Bull, yeah. an energy drinks company. Let's just face it. Yeah, it's, you know, it. it's, it's sad to hear about it. But like you said, investments have been done properly, and obviously, you know, Ferrari and McLaren, they've just kind of sat on the laurels, like, oh, we're a historic team. We we can do what we need yeah, to. Do. Yeah, you can't. You can't if you don't have the investment, the, the right strategy to go forward. You can't. And the problem with McLaren is that they've been sort of planning to get to where the rest of the teams are now the top teams are now mm. but then by the time they get there the other top teams have already like moved four or five seconds ahead yeah yeah, yeah already moved it, on and it. it's, it's, it's i think sad. it was a, i'll paraphrase a little bit of what alonso said and he said it's a breath of fresh air being at aston because they're not talking about being the best of the middle bunch they're talking about just being the best full He's stop the best, yeah yeah and that's what Fernando needs. That's and what Alonso needs. He's, that's what every team needs yeah. to aim for. Though. Why are you aiming to be better than Haas and Alpine, Alpine and so on and so forth? You know, yeah. aim to be the best full stop. Yeah. No, I agree. Because, you I, know, I totally you set limitations to yourself to be like, oh, we're going to finish third. You know what I mean? It's like it's like trying to do an exam and be like, I'm just going to aim for a C. Yeah. Like, no, bro, like aim for the A. And then yeah. if you fall short, you get the C. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, you aim. I understand why they could do it because of obviously potential investors that are like, well, you told me you were going to win a championship and oh, you're going to battle at the top. And Maybe, you know, but still. I guess they still, have to be kind just, of realistic, but you're right, though. You're right. If you're, if you're the top 20 drivers in the in, in the world, elite drivers in the world, and you should be competing for first. That's, that's if you're competing it. for 10th, then no, it shouldn't be even a driver. That's, that's it, yeah. I've been exactly. a professional driver, so I can't really say if that mindset is safe, like, you know, is good or not, but that's just, you know, looking from the outside, like, what are you competing for? What's tenth going to give you? Where's that trophy? What a trophy! Isn't it? That's it. Yeah, in layman's terms, where's the trophy, Harry? Where's the trophy, Harry? Exactly, exactly. Do you want That's to be literally Harry the title of this? This is the title of this podcast. Yeah, where's the trophy, Harry? Yeah. Exactly. Love it. Where's the trophy? Love it. That's going to be it. That's the title. That's going to be it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look. I, it, like we said, it's going to be, be, yeah, I've got it's going to be a short. It was going to be a short pod when you went just to you know just to say hello. And a lot of people are only making short journeys now, so this is enough to stimulate them in their short trips. Yeah, we're just checking up on each other at the same time. So you know, I'm good. You're good. Love yeah, it. Love all, lo- all love. So, nothing but love. But uh, yeah, okay. In that case, then we'll we'll leave it here. We'll uh, get this podcast out obviously on the regular time. So thank you so much for listening. We will catch you on the next one. Stay safe. Stay alert.